Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 7, Episode 9 of What's in the Pod, hosted by me, Ben Grabia. On today's episode, I'm joined by Tyler Pleewe and Hannah Gorgachuk to discuss the 1987 movie, The Princess Bride. So I finally convinced Hannah to come on the podcast to do a movie that she loved, The Princess Bride. Um, if you've been listening to the podcasts before, you always know that Tyler is a frequent guest on uh, the show, and he always talks about Hannah, so we finally convinced her to come on, the three of us. We talked about a great movie, a really, really perfect movie. I might say it's perfect. I don't know if it is or not. We discussed it on the pod. I guess that's up to your interpretation, um, whatever a perfect movie is. But I think it's quite there. Um, just another heads up on part one of the episode. So when we do like the big debrief kind of look at the movie as a whole, there's a little bit of an audio issue coming from me. Um, so if that really bothers you, you can skip ahead. Um, it fixes itself out when we get into the categories. Um, so sorry about that, but there's nothing we can do to fix it now. Um, so yeah, here we go. My name is Iago Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Princess Bride, Tyler, Hannah, how's it going? Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be back. I was uh, a couple episodes off. I've been really busy, so good to be back here. You know. Yeah, you were on like a you went on a vacation, and we had to bring you back to what's in the park. <laughs> and exactly you said, right. "I'll come back," but I'm bringing my wife. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Hannah, here, here, here's Hannah. Here we go. Uh, welcome to uh, what's in the pod. How are you feeling? Good. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. A little nervous, obviously, um, but I've you know, watched the episodes happen in my basement quite a few times, so I'm glad to be a part of it, finally. Yeah, it's, so I said that on the intro, but it's, like, legitimately true that she's, like, I was, like, hey, do you want to be on an episode? She's, like, yeah, Friends with Benefits. <laughs> I was, like, no. <laughs> she comes back a little bit later, like, okay, Friends with Benefits or The Princess Bride, and I was, like, I could get behind The Princess Bride. Um, before I do the basic background of the movie, just give me rapid fire one word to describe this movie. Tyler, go. Classic. Hannah? Uh, romantic. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the Princess Bride was released on September 27th, 1987. While homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. Written by William Goldman, directed by Rob Reiner, Starring Carrie Elwes, Manti, or Mandy Pietikin, Robin Wright, Chris Sarandon, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, Billy Crystal, Fred Savage, and Peter Falk. It was nominated for one Oscar for Best Original Song. It's kind of weird. thought that was weird. Uh, it cost $16 million to make and made $30.9 million at the box office. Before I get into this, like, just movies, a movie like this doesn't get made anymore. Like, there's no way you can make a movie for $16 million anymore unless you want to film it with, like, your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yes. Or, yeah. like, you can make low-budget movies, but it's not going to get, like, this movie's, like, 35 years old now, mm -hmm. like, or ish. So, it's, it's, 
This movie standing the test of time, but um, Hannah, do you remember what it was like the very first time you watched it, or no? Um, I think I was around twelve the okay. first time. Um, I want to say I was with my little sister and my dad, and I just remember kind of being scared a little bit. But mm-hmm. being the, sis- the big sister, I was like, okay, I got to push through, you know, <laughs> and obviously I ended up loving it and yeah, watched it again and again. After yeah. That. How about you, Tyler? Uh, yeah. First time I watched it uh, was with my parents on uh, VHS, you know, back oh, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was like one of my mom's favorite movies and turned to be one of my favorite movies, um, which like, it kind of boggles my mind when you're talking about how much this movie just made at the box office. Only $30 million. Mm-hmm. But yet, this movie has stand the test of time. Yeah, It's insane to think that this movie wasn't way more popular in the theaters mm-hmm. than it is now. And, yeah. like, what it was like when I was, you know, growing up. I watched this movie every time I was sick at home. I'd throw this movie on. It was the best movie to watch. Like, and my mom, even though she was a stay-at-home mom and she she, she like was doing stuff around the house or whatever, she'd always just sit down. As soon as I threw it on, sit down with me, watch the movie because she loved it that much. Do you, do we know what, um, what's like the boy's name? Like Fred Savage's character. Like do they, they don't tell him what his name is, no, right? No, He's just like the boy. Yeah. So I was literally him the first time <laughs> my dad showed a movie. I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. Is this a kissing book? This is stupid. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch this. He sits me down and like, I used to have this, um, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a foam chair. It was like made out of, you know, like that, it's like that pinky stuff you find in drywall. Yep. It was like sort of like, not made out of that, but like same sort of like feel of that chair, but it was like a Blue's Clues chair. <laughs> I'm sitting in it. He plumps me down in front of the, he like throws it on his like, you're going to watch this. And the first five minutes, like, this is dumb. This is so dumb. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, that's it? It's over? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love that. Because I was the same kid too. Like I totally can relate to that. Yeah. Like I'm like, Where's the good stuff? Where's the action? Where's like the yeah. fighting, right? And then, it, and then it hooks you. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. I love that. See, it's and very for, relatable. For me, I was just gonna say, being a girl, I feel like it's kind of the opposite. Where I liked the romantic stuff, and then it took a bit of a turn, and then obviously it ends in yeah. that classic fairy tale ending. But just that different perspective. I think what this movie does a really good job the more that I've watched it growing up and like thinking about other movies that I've seen before is that it really, really makes fun of a lot of fairy tale like tropes yet, yet is like, it's, it's, it's yet, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's yet like, uh, homaging to it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, we're going to make fun of all these like, Oh, uh, there's the classic, like, the classic sidekick is just a dumb, big idiot. And he, you know what I mean? But it's yeah, like your classic Disney movies. Yeah. I was honestly yeah. just talking to Hannah about this before you came over. I was like, the great thing about this movie is, like, it's kind of like making fun of, like, those Disney fairy tales. But it still is somewhat of that fairy tale ending. But it's just, like, way funner. Like, it's witty. It's got the action. It's got, like, those fun romantic moments as well like what i think what i think about making fun of is there's that one scene so remember that scene is at the very end where iago montoya is like chasing um the guy that like killed his Mm -hmm. dad and he's trying to open the door 
And he like hits her, it's like boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And yeah. then he finally gets open, and it's like boom, 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 boom. And then like it's like this guy's like playing an organ on the sound, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like stuff like that. Down the, like running down the stairs or whatever. The other yeah. thing I always like laugh at that it's making fun of is when we first meet Prince Humperdinck, who's like gonna be first of all, Prince Humperdinck is a funny name. <laughs> like we're just gonna make fun of that. Reminds me of like Shrek, like he, uh, no, this he's Farquaad. <laughs> He's yeah, literally he's Lord, Lord Farquaad. Is he exactly? Yeah. 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 Or Lord Farquaad is literally him. Yeah, and the way he like walks out of his castle to that cheesy music and like all of his like servants or people like in his court or like watching him is yeah. The way like he flips his cape. Yeah, when he's like upset or something yeah. like that. It's just like oh my god. This has a lot of Shrek, Shrek like. Mannerisms. Mannerisms and or Shrek, I guess, would have ripped it off. But if you go in the Shrek comparison where uh, Wesley would be Shrek, I guess, and he'd have Donkey and Puss in Boots as like mm-hmm. Andre the Giant and then Iyoko Mentoya who like ends up, who like used to be bad, but now they're good, just like in Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like. So what we're saying is uh, Shrek stole. Shrek did. Stole the Princess Bride's yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay. So Hannah asked, uh, so this movie is very like, from the man's perspective, you guys would say that, right? Yeah. 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 I think so for the most part. So how do you think watching this as like an adult, like how does this portray? Um, what's the? I don't even know the print. Uh, Buttercup. Buttercup. First of all, what a soft name. Like, <laughs> no, like it's bad. Like you're just gonna write this character as Buttercup, and immediately you find out her name's Buttercup. You're like, oh, like she needs to be saved at all times. Yeah. 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 Oh, I. As a kid, I feel like I didn't blink an eye, and that was just how it is, and you know. That's how fairy tales are. You yeah. don't blink an eye. It's like Snow but White, like you know, like those classic, exactly. like just damsel in distress yes. sort of name. You need a man to save you, mm-hmm. and but mm-hmm. I would say for sure, looking back or watching it now, it's kind of annoying, I guess, that you know she didn't really. I think her character could have done more because she could have done more to help herself. In a weird way, but also, I get it. It's that classic, I don't know, fairy tale love story. But. She, yeah, she has this very Juliet from Romeo and Juliet line where she goes, if Wesley, she says this to Humperdinck, she's like, if Wesley doesn't save me, I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. why? Like, why can't you go find him? Help yourself. Yeah, help yeah. yourself. If yeah. you really love him, like, let's figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two-way street. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Be a strong, independent woman. Literally. Who don't need yeah. no man. <laughs> So, um, one more thing I want to touch on before we get to the categories is, so Rob Reiner directs this movie, and Hannah, you might know Rob Reiner as, he, you seen New Girl, right? Yes. He's Jess's dad. Oh, okay. And I he's also uh, Jordan Belford's dad in The Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. So, like, you put a name oh, to a face, okay? yes, yeah. So, he was, like, an original, he started out as a director, like, he directs this movie. So, he did, in the 80s to 90s, he does this movie, Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Stand By Me? No. No? Okay. I'm sorry. When Harry Met Sally, which mm-hmm. is another like really famous rom com. And then A Few Good Men, which we which just did. Which you just did, yeah. yeah. And then he doesn't really do much after that. Which is weird. Which is weird. It starts acting. He does like st- there was other stuff on his IMDB that I was like not even worth mentioning, but he does does still do a little bit of directing, but what it wasn't he in another really big T V show? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A while ago, I remember. Uh, let me look it up. Yeah, he was he was in some big TV show, but was it? Uh... He was in All in the Family. 
Oh, okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, he was in it for like mm-hmm. years or something. Yeah. So, would you guys? One last thing. Sorry. Would you think when you think of perfect? Would you think this is a perfect movie, or does it have some flaws? Um, it's a loaded question. I don't know. Uh, I I kind of want to hear Hannah's take I first before maybe Ben's take. Oh. Well. I have like a legit answer. I've been really thinking about this. Okay. So I, I I test piloted this little theory with Mickey the other day, like talking about perfect movies and how this movie was perfect. And he, his first question, he was listening and he was like, well, then what's your definition of perfect? Because he started listing off some movies and I was like, mm-hmm. no, that's not perfect. That's not perfect. And he was like, why? So I think Princess Bride, first of all, the movie knows exactly what it is. Uh-huh. From start to finish, it, the same tone is start to finish and you know exactly how it's going to end. Which, I don't mind that in a movie, right? Yeah. True. People always say that there's two, dip- there's two kinds of movies. There's a hang glider movie and there's zipline movies. We're on a zipline movie, you're on the zip, or is it hang, I don't know, one of the two, hang glider, you're on a hang glider, and you can look to the left, you see something, you look to the right, you see something, you look forward and you can see something. Or a zipline movie is you're just going in a straight line. Mm-hmm. This movie would be like a zipline movie. They're just going in a straight line, there's no turns. Yeah. There's no turns. It's just a straight there's line. Subtle, yeah. There's like subtle turns, like, oh. Or subtle dips, you could say, yeah. maybe. On the but there's line. nothing, <laughs> there's nothing like, oh, that's a big plot twist, or whoa, like, that person wasn't supposed to die. Yeah. And so, first of all, that's why I think, that's the reason I think it's perfect, that it knows what it is. Two, it's perfect because it's in a genre, it's in a very specific, it's like in a family, it's a family adventure mm-hmm. romance. Name family adventure romances. Probably you can off the top of your head. Like this would be the first one that comes to mind where it's it's a it's clearly a family movie. You would watch it with like you bring your kids and like let's watch this movie. There's an adventure while there's also some romance and some love. So that's why I think it's it's perfect. It's also really short. It's also an hour and forty minutes, and we're out of the movie. Yeah. What what's the actual is it an hour and 40 hour and 40 something like that which i which i really love obviously we've talked about length in movies that i really love like. length but that's why i think it's perfect but i could be told that there's some flaws in it. like we just talked about the damsel in distress thing mm-hmm. i don't know you could say that like literally every fairy tale movie unfortunately is the girl doesn't can't like fight for herself and she's always like i need this person to save me any all the time. disney movie pretty much ever yeah maybe not the, the new ones part, not yeah. the new ones but mm-hmm. any older disney movie is yeah i, I need older, help any yeah. older movie if you're that too comparing yeah it to its time you could say it's perfect but looking back obviously you can pick things but i think in that time frame because all the movies were like that it's this like perfect mockery of movies and tropes and movies yet also being its own movie mm-hmm. like monty python and the holy holy grail is like the far winged oh this is such a mock we're just gonna make fun of every other movie ever yep while princess bride is like yeah we're gonna make fun of these like when wesley is like dead and then he like can't move his limbs for the rest of like half of the movie <laughs> yeah. yeah like that's like kind of making fun of some things and and like the big oof, like Andre the Giant, like this classic, like I'm going to be the dumb sidekick to the main villain. But he's also not dumb, though, at no. the end of it. Yeah. Right? Like you kind of realize he's actually really smart. Super sweet. And, yeah. 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 And so, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else you guys want to touch on before we hit the categories? No. I'm... I think I'm good. 
All right, we'll take a quick break and then we'll hit the categories. All right, uh, category one is Mount Rushmore, where we give our top four scenes. So I'll give my top four. You guys chime in anything that I didn't mention, and then we'll try and pick a favorite. So the first scene I have is kind of we're ripping through the movie here. We're at the scene where Wesley is, he's dressed up as like a bandit, I guess. And he's yeah, like, the men in black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like climbing the, he's climbing the cliff, and him and Iago are having that really awkward uh, dialogue where he's like, are you, are you, can you hurry up? And he's like, I mean, I'm having a little bit of difficult trouble here. And then yeah. they get there and they have the sword fight. That's classic. Oh, and yeah. He does like the first time he does the the famous quote, like, my name is Yoga Mantel, you killed my father, prepare to die. Yep. Um, that scene is awesome. My next one is the potion scene mm. where, um, what's the inconceivable, what's that character, what's that act, no, the actor is Wallace Shawn, but I can't remember the character's name. It doesn't even uh, matter. Vizini. Yeah, Vizini. So Wallace Shawn, the actor, he plays Rex in Toy Story. Yes, he does. Yep. What? Yeah. Yeah. Same no. guy. Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where they're having the whole dialogue about like Wesley basically tricks him into taking the potion and like it's so funny. Yeah. That's also like that's what I'm saying. That scene is so making fun of dumb villains and like oh the hero like he's gonna trick you into like taking this potion. Haha, you died. <laughs> and like he literally dies. I remember the first time I watched it, like oh he's dead. And every time I watch him, like, he's so good. Like Wallace Shawn, I love his character. He's so funny, and then he dies in the first. 20 minutes yeah i know yeah um the billy crystal scene so billy crystal is very very famous actor he's like i don't know mike Zelensky, yeah all those guys and he's plays like the weird elf person that like revives wesley yeah that scene's hilarious hilarious with his wife his wife (laughs) (laughs) what is he a dwarf or like yeah i don't know what he is some weird medieval creature yeah that's the thing. Other thing about this movie, I guess it's like he's reading a book, but it's like it goes in and out between being really realistic and really not realistic. Yeah, yeah. And then the final sword fight with Wesley and Humperdinck when he's like can't move, mm-hmm. and he basically just uses his words to like make Humperdinck like tie himself up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my four. Do you have anything else I didn't mention? Honestly, those the. I didn't know we were supposed to do four, my bad. But yeah. I had the sword fight and the old couple arguing because it's just mm-hmm. comical and I feel like a lot of people can relate yeah. to arguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's all I got. Okay. I have <laughs> um, I have the... Uh, sorry, it's going to sound corny, but uh, when they're falling down the hill... <laughs> when- oh, <laughs> yeah. my... But it kind of leads into like the forest and you see how like damsel and distressy Buttercup is. And it's just like how, like how sick, um, Wesley is. Like he's, he is like, I have a man crush He's Austin Butler before Austin Butler. Sorry, he's what? He literally looks like Austin Butler. Yeah. Before, you know Austin Butler? Elvis? Yeah, Elvis. He like dated Vanessa Hudgens. They look very similar. But he's like. He's so confident. He's cocky. I love it. He's got the he's... great, like, gross mustache. It looks so good yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Like, do you think he's hot, Hannah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he he's got, like, a really guy. cool voice, too. Like, really, like, kind of rugged. Yeah. You like... don't expect him to be as British yeah. as he is, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. we like it. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. What but like. I like that forest scene because it kind of just, like, 
it, it there's got to be an enchanted forest in there, right? Of course. Like, it's got, there's got to be. Gotta it's be. a fairy tale, yeah. right? And he's just like so cocky about mm-hmm. it and he's just so confident and you just like, you're just rooting for him. Yeah. I just, I, I love that. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. The end, man, with the horses when uh, oh, Andre yeah. the Giant brings out the horses. I got these. He's like, hello there, pretty lady. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and then he, I just love that, man. It's just like, it makes me so happy. It's like you're, yeah. it's like such a happy ending. Yeah. And it just makes me so, you know, yeah. joyful. So I like that the ending is the four of them too, and it's not yeah, just and they, the two of them. It's They all four. ride off on the yeah. white horses, and it's just like. Well, Shrek. It, wholesome that's Shrek Shrek right there (laughs) yeah and it just like makes you feel good like it's Mm -hmm. like what you wanted from the very beginning and you got it and it's just like yeah it felt good about this so what's my favorite scene is the cliff scene like when he's yeah when he's climbing the cliff and then they have like the sword fight it's actually like really uh looks really real it it is yeah yeah Yeah. but that's my favorite he's like can you hurry up he's he's like who are you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they both switch to their right hands. Yeah. Yeah. I have a thing. I'm not left-handed. And it's like, neither am I. Yeah. I love that, too. Yeah. It's just like, you, you really get to see, like, yeah, he's just, he's so good at what he does. Like, you just, who is this guy? He's yeah. a cocky guy. He's really good at yeah. stuff. And he outwits, he outsmarts, he outstrengths. Like, would, that's the fun part. He would persuade me to buy the most garbage car. Oh my like, god! I'd be like, ah, all right, all right, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. You're yeah. yeah, he's a really good salesman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, category two is what still works. I put length exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point. I've raved about length of movies on this podcast, and when you can tie a story in in an hour and forty eight minutes, you have me. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you had me. Like it's in, it's out. Yes, there's a couple things I think I would like to see more in this movie just because I love... I would love, like, an extended cut, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't need to see more. An hour and 48 is perfect. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a lot of really, really, like, fun roles in this movie. We always talk about this, Tyler, like, when it's you, Mickey, and I, we talk about what makes a great comedy is that there's a lot of, like, little bit parts for, like standout like or bit actors to be in or like maybe the up-and-coming actor like hey play this role for 15 minutes and see if you can make it big like the billy crystal role the andre the giant role the walls like all these like really really like the two most boring characters in this movie are the two main characters who yeah like wesley and buttercup are kind of boring yeah, compared yeah. To i would say wesley's movie. not boor- i'd say buttercup, buttercup. Is- anytime there is like those scenes with just buttercup alone i would like when I was younger, I was like, oh, screw this scene. You know, well, I always wanted to see anybody else. We also talk about this too a lot. And like a dude wrote this and he like dudes have a hard time writing. Like really, unfortunately have a hard time writing like really strong, like female characters, mm. especially in the eighties, like yeah. late eighties. So that makes sense. Yeah. They have one plot and it's yeah. always the same. It's the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's perfectly eighties while also being like a weird, like medieval movie. But when you watch it, like, the sound effects, like, how cheesy it sort of is. Like, oh, yeah, this movie was definitely made in the 80s. Like, like Fred Savage's room. Like, remember yeah. at the start of the movie, yeah. he's playing, like, he's playing, like, that baseball game? Yeah, baseball. How amazing this movie would have been as a, a movie theater movie. 
Man, I wish I was there for, to watch this movie. Yeah. This movie would have been a great, like, hey, Saturday night, let's go see The Princess Bride. And Looks you bring, like, your girl, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're got your arm around her, watching this in the theater with a bag of popcorn. Your parents dropped you off, and then her yeah. parents are going to pick you up. <laughs> but, dude, what a movie to go yeah. to with yeah. your girl. Yep. Whew. Um. Fred sat like I, we talked about the room. Have you guys like ever looked at the like paused the movie and looked when he's when they're in his actual room? And no, like, but he's got posters and shit. Got posters right? everywhere. He's got a sweet blanket, man. <laughs> this guy's got a pimp room, and he, all he does is complaining that he's sick. Yeah, like bro, I'd be sick every day. Yeah. And live in that. Room. That actually just brought back a memory of me watching it as a kid and being like, I wish I had his room in a weird way because mm-hmm. it was. Cool and decked out, yeah. Like yeah. His parents are rich. For yeah. Oh sure. yeah. 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 Um, the location, like where they shoot some of the, like the forest stuff, or they where they shoot the castle. Like, there's that one shot where, you know, when at the end when Andre the Giant, Iago Montoya, and uh, Wesley are like planning how they're gonna like attack the castle, mm-hmm. and there's like that shot of the castle, and, like the outlook on like the sunset. Like that looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was shot. Probably Scotland or something like that. something like that, that yeah. yeah. Greenland, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's castles uh, in Greenland. Well, Andre the Giant, or uh, that character, he's from Greenland. You mean Iceland? No, in the movie. Really? I'll ship you back to Greenland. Really? Oh, yeah, really? I did not know. Right at the beginning? Really? I'll ship you back to Greenland. Okay. <laughs> well, that's kind of weird, because I don't think anybody lives in Greenland. I know, Greenland. I know, but yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my last one is just like Fred Savage being every like young boy ever when it comes to like, oh, where's the, where's the, where's the action? Yeah. Ew, kissing. Kissing. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. my God. Uh, that, those are all my what's the works. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? Uh, I think, yeah, pretty much all that. I think the set stuff is very older and 80s-ish, but I think the acting definitely could be the same as now for mm-hmm. sure in itself uh, that's all i really had oh, okay uh, i had so you said the soundtrack was nominated for it was like best original song dude i love that song by the way i play that song you're such a loser dude, dude. the song is brutal dude, dude, dude. <laughs> uh, i love it dude i i uh, i learned to play it on the guitar I'm not even lying. I did. I said one day I'm gonna play this for somebody, and uh, I learned to play it, and then I forgot it. So anyway, sorry, Hannah, I didn't ever go to play it for you. Love that. Uh, I think the soundtrack works really well, personally. Mm-hmm. Like especially at the beginning, opening with like Wesley yeah. Farm Boy, the the music's going. I just like, yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Um. I think Andre the Giant works really well in this movie. Yeah. Like, he crushed his role, man. Like, from being a wrestler. And was this his breakout role? Probably. I, and it was pretty much his only role. Because yeah. I don't. I think he passed away not too long after yeah. this. Yeah. Dude, it was... I, I swear, that role was... Like, they made this role and wrote it for him. Because it was the perfect thing for him. And I loved it. It's um, also like WWE was huge at that time. Right. Where like now, WWE is not as huge. So if you were to make this movie now, who would play that role? Like The Rock, but he's like way too famous. Yeah, it, it's it, there would need to be a movie just about him. Yeah, literally. Alone, right? yeah. It, it would never, yeah. Um, 
he probably was like one of the first wrestlers that got into acting probably, probably back yeah. in that day because yeah. now there's a bunch of wrestlers is that like John Cena John Cena um, uh, Dave Bautista The yeah, Rock The Rock like all these guys yeah, Hulk right? Hogan had like his own show or whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah not like a big WWE. Were you, you you took hand on a WWE <laughs> yeah. for the first day, right? Dude. Okay, well, that's Tell the story. Tell the story. Okay, well, okay. So, me and Hannah, I asked her out finally after a long time of wanting to. Um, and weirdly enough, there is WWE that was in Edmonton at this time. And uh, I talked to my friend Guled. Yeah. Uh, he was like raving about WWE. He really wanted to go badly. So I talked to him, talked to Hannah, and said, hey, like, do you want to go to WWE? The and three of you went? Yeah, man. Really? I didn't yeah. know he was there. Yeah, he yeah. was there. And uh, we made signs. We wrote up signs, like stupid, ridiculous signs that you do at WWE. And I think I said, on my one poster, it said, the person behind me can't see. <laughs> and it was like, because <laughs> I had hold yeah. the whole poster up and this, yeah. And then uh, I was mine, like... Mine said... Uh, this isn't hockey question mark because it was at Rogers place. Yeah, we were at Rogers. Yeah, but man, it was honestly the funnest time. And then after we ended up walking down Jasper Ave and we went and stopped into the ice house for a drink, and then we ended up going to Central Social House. But it was just a really fun time. How man. Uh, how long is like a WWE? Because it's it's basically a show. It's a right? show. It's a show. Yeah. It's a, show. Yeah. Uh, a couple hours. Two uh, hours. Yeah, two hours. Yeah. And like it's. I've never heard Rogers place that loud, man. Like people are just fired up, and like <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had to had a, a legendary blast. first date. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. WWE. I uh, so yeah. If you're listening to this and there's some girl that you're interested in and you want to ask her, <laughs> out, take her to WWE. It's gonna work every time. <laughs> All right, let's go to category three: uh, cringe moments. The really only thing I had that was super cringy to me was. How shitty those like rat things in the forest <laughs> looked like. How literally it looked like Rob Reiner and all the people off screen like like cranked up a toy and then like let it go and they're like and then they cranked up more and let it go. Like it looks so bad. It's so funny because like the one you can tell is totally just a stuffed rat <laughs> and he's like making it pretend like it's attacking <laughs> him and i'm like you can tell it's stuffed yeah. like it's you're not fooling anybody here <laughs> it's so funny but why is it so stuffed when those eels in the water were so realistic so realistic yeah. oh i had nightmares about they those eels so much better yeah. yeah um that's really only my cringy thing i more have like a couple questions that i could talk about later but do you have any other cringy stuff i said it i didn't really know if this was categorized as cringe but you know the guy who tortures Wesley? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was cringy weird how he was, like, so into torturing him. In a, I don't know. Like the, the guy, the, the really six, pasty guy? You no, know, the six-fingered man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. He was just too into it. Yeah. Like, just kill him if you want. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah what are you trying to... Like, if you're torturing somebody, usually you want information or something. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just torturing him just to torture him. Yeah. I guess that was a thing back in the day. In the medieval time, too. Yeah. Like... But yeah, like when when is this set? Yeah, Yeah. cringy. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go to category four. Is who is the most dateable character and why? Here are my three nominees. Okay, well, we kind of debunked Buttercup because she's just. Well, keep in mind that this is a story, of a story. This movie is a a a movie within a like a story within a story basically. 
So her, Wesley, and then, but I also think like Iago Montoya seems like he's like oh. he he like he's a noble guy. Like he, his whole motive through the entire movie is somebody killed my dad. I'm going to kill them. And once I have killed the person who kills my dad, my life is basically over. Mm-hmm. Like I've done everything I need to do. Maybe that's not dateable, but I don't know. What do you think, Hannah? Well, I He's wrote got down. Go. Oh yeah, I wrote down Wesley, obviously, because mm-hmm. you know. But also Inigo Montoya, because vengeance is hot, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, and put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> vengeance is hot. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's true. I don't know. Wesley's the obvious choice, right? You can't yeah. not say him. Yeah. Um. He's so like. Oh, he's so charming. Like, he is so he's charming. He's so charming. God. God. He doesn't really say much in the movie. No. no. Not really. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. As you wish. As you wish. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, you kind of look like Inigo Montoya. Oh. Inigo Montoya. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Wesley. I was like, no. 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 no, no, no. Inigo Montoya, he is, he is a noble guy, though. Like, yeah. I could yeah. definitely fight a case for that guy. Like, he yeah. has got a good heart. Like, yeah. he doesn't want anybody else to get hurt. Nope. It's not his plan. He doesn't want to kill anybody. He doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just wants, yeah, revenge for his father. Like, yeah. I just, he's going to do everything he can to mm-hmm. get that. Vengeance is hot. Vengeance is hot. Category five is what's up with that? Where we talk about plot holes or any questions we have about the movie. I've always wondered this um, theory. Do you think, how much do you think Grandpa is like making up the story and how much do you think he's legit reading the book? Because there's a couple, there's just a couple shots of his eyes where he's got that, like, he kind of looks down. He's like, oh, I got you hooked. I'm just going to start, like, rambling. I know he's, like, flipping the pages, but for some reason, I've always wanted to be like, no, no, no. It's, it's made up. Like, he's definitely just making it up. I don't know. You think so? Yeah, I don't know, man. There's no way. The way he looks at him at the end, like, it almost like he lived it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it was almost like... This was me. That was him. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I was... He was Wesley. I was Wesley. Wesley. And he, yeah. And he, like, That's... spun it. Like, he made it more fairy tale, but... Because, like, yeah. And also, how... So, presumably, he gets to uh, his grandson's house probably around 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Right? 9, 30, 10. He leaves at around... Dinner time? F- dinner time, 4, probably, when his mm-hmm. parents get home from work. There's no way you can read an entire book straight without taking A breaks and B, you're just not going to finish that book. Like I, I, I'm guaranteed it's made up. I'm almost certain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You may, you proved, yeah, I, I mean, my point. I, yeah. I mean, I can't read a book in six hours. There's yeah. no freaking way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so we kind of talked about this, but how does this movie perceive Buttercup? Probably not very well. Do you think they would... If you were to redo this movie now, let's say they like re not remade it, but they never made Princess Bride and the Princess Bride is out in theaters now, how do you think they would change it a little bit in this era? Oh god, they would have like a a woman that would be like strong. You know what I mean? Like that could fend fend for her herself. Part of me goes to the movie Tangled where she's well obviously the blonde hair, but um she's kind of ditzy but also mm-hmm fence for herself enough like that's kind of the character of a disney movie that i compare yeah. to her that could work because it's kind of funny but it's like she's actually funny for herself. but there's also like the 
the Prince Charming yes, that's in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But they're more of a team rather than then, him saving her. Mm, I like that. That's a good, yeah, I but could see that. There's a part of me that thinks that, yes, this is all cute and stuff that we're making this, but that they wouldn't change it. Yeah. <laughs> that they would yeah. just maybe have one scene where she has like a sword and she like kind of like fights some like idiot buffoon that like is Humperdinck's like, I don't know one of his, like, servants or something, and she, like, sort of fights him and, like, kind of kills him by accident, and it's like, oh, <laughs> there she is, like, fighting for herself. It's like, no, like, you just put that in just so, like, people would think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could too, yeah. yeah. Uh, my next one is how does... So why does Wesley leave? You know what the... Yeah. Like, why? Where is Money? he going? I don't know. Yeah, it seems odd why he had to leave when he was still in love. Yeah, and they didn't really, like, really, like, um, I don't know, resolve that. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's just a question. Like, where do you think... Because he, he clearly leaves the farm to be, like, a pirate, right? Or, like... Well, he, he didn't... He didn't... He got abducted by the pirate, and yeah. then he became the head. And then how and much then... longer... So how, from the time he leaves to he sees Buttercup again, like, how many years do you think that was? I would say like five years. Five yeah. to ten. Mm. Yeah. Five, mm. like five, five years. Yeah. Because they don't really age that much. They're the no. same, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, like the last one was, we talked about this, the torture thing, but what is, so are they using water to electrocute him? Yeah, and they're like, like it I, takes like a year away of your life. Yeah. Like, yeah, what is that? What is that? Like, I, I could have got, I know that it's supposed to be medieval and kind of uh, stupid, but why don't you just do the classic, like, you drip the water on the person? Oh. Or try to drown them, or, or you drip waterboard. the water, waterboard, yeah. Isn't waterboard just supposed to, like, drive you insane? Uh, I think so. Or the one with the water. Yeah. Dripping on, that, that drives, drives you insane. insane. Where it's just, like, one drop of water on your head? Uh, yeah, that, it's just, like psychologically but just that's where killed. you're trying to get answers but again they're not trying to get answers they're just, they're just torturing him just yeah. because yeah maybe because he was he, like buttercup loves him and they just find that's happiness why. out of it they, they, that's, that's why that's it? They, oh, okay. they capture him because buttercup is or humperdinck finds out that buttercup likes him yeah and that's why he's going to try to find her so then he gets his bodyguards people to take him and just Electrocute him with this weird water contraption. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's up with that? What's up with that? What's I, up that's with all that? my, do you guys have any other questions? Um, yeah, I kind of go for it. Oh, I was just going to, we kind of talked about it, but the people eating rats or rodents, mm -hmm. I don't know. Kind of weird. You could have been more realistic if you wanted to, but I guess mm -hmm. that's part of the fairy, the fairy tale. tale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. I think they do, they do do a good job of when we're in we're in like Wesley's story, we're in that that fairy tale that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, right. This is a story, like this is someone telling a story. This isn't like actually the movie. Mm -hmm. True. Like the movie is the grandpa and the son or a grandson talking, and then we get their story from it. From yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's all my what's up with that. Do so you have okay. anything else, Tyler? Um. Me and Hannah, again, we're kind of talking about this, but uh, the grandpa of, like, the king or, or the father of the king, what's his name? And uh, and Buttercup is like, 
she they just got allegedly married and she's like walking back to her room and she's like oh and he's like oh like how are you doing and she's like oh I'm just gonna go kill myself yeah. and he's like oh that's nice <laughs> excuse me what like well, he can't like, I don't know about that, but like, what? You're just gonna like totally just throw that off to the side? Like, you can tell she's clearly upset. Yeah, and you have some sort of power because you're sitting, you're in the kingdom. You're just gonna like pass off like this nothing. Is a, this, this is a random comparison, but have you ever seen the other guys? Yeah, have yeah. you seen the other guys? I think I have. You know when uh, like the main villain, the guy who's doing the scaffolding permits, he's like walking through the hallway and he asks one of his coworkers, like, "How's the wife?" And the wife's like. And the guy's like, she's dead. He's like, Atta boy. <laughs> he's like, he's yeah. walking down like, the hallway. Doesn't care. He's like, I don't care about my employees. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with category six freaks and geeks. All right, we're back with category six, Freaks and Geeks, where we completely nerd out with camera angles, weird quirks about the movie, etc., etc. Mandy Patinkin has said that the role of Iago Montoya is his personal favorite over the course of his entire career. And I'm sorry, Mandy, I can't name a single other role you've ever done. <laughs> um, during the filming of some scenes, the weather had become uh, really cold for Robin Wright, who plays Buttercup. Andre the Giant helped her by placing one of his hands over her head. His hands were so large that it would literally cover the entire top of her head and keeping her warm. <laughs> Have you ever seen a picture of Andre the Giant holding that Coke can? Dude, it looks, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. He could literally just go boop and crash, like, yeah. be nothing. Yeah. Uh, when Count Rugen hits Wesley over the head, Carrie Elwes told Christopher Guest to go ahead and hit him for real. Guest hit Elwes hard enough to knock him unconscious and lacerating the top of his head. Production was shut down for the day while Elvis went to the hospital. Director Rob Reiner left the set during Billy Crystal's scenes because he would laugh so hard that he would feel nauseated. In a 2012 interview in New York Magazine, Iago Montoya Mandy said that his most famous line in the film, Hello, my name is Iago Montoya, I killed my father, prepare to die, gets quoted back to him at least two by two or three strangers every single day of his life. And then he said to the interviewer, he loves hearing the line and he also loves the general fact that he got to be in a movie stating and frankly thrilled about it. So, yeah, those are my uh, freaks and geeks. You guys got anything? I've got one. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, the Andre the Giant character, like, you know, obviously he's superhuman strength. Um, but I guess he actually had to have back supports whenever he lifted up Buttercup because he messed up his body so bad fighting. So any or the one scene where she falls into his arms off that balcony, mm -hmm. she was on a wire, I guess, so that he could catch her without <laughs> hurting himself yeah. more. Yeah. He's a ginormous man. Yeah. He is massive. Yeah. He yeah. messed himself up, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That that scene too where um uh, uh Wesley like the they he knocked himself out. They, that's the scene they kept in the movie too. Oh, Isn't it? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm like 99 percent sure that's the scene that, that they the kept sword in. Fight scene? No, 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 no. The or not. Um, it's the scene like right before he goes to get like electrocuted or whatever. Oh, like with a right. six finger man yeah. uses the butt of his sword just like to, to hit him on the 
head or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's the right. scene. And that's the scene where he actually went on unco- uh, unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, let's see here. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. Okay. So, one of the writers was on set during one of the flame burst scenes in the forest. When Robin Wright's dress caught on fire, Goldman knew this was intentional. He was so caught up in the moment that he shouted, his dress is on fire. This is ruining the take. <laughs> and he didn't know that it was supposed to actually happen. He freaked out. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, this is kind of interesting. So same with uh, Andre the Giant. You were kind of talking about him. Um, he says the favorite thing about filmmaking without even skipping a beat, he says, nobody looks at me. He felt he was treated as an equal without people staring at him because of his size. Yeah. That's nice. Which is why it kind of brings me back to this point of like, he was cast perfectly in this role. Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. it, it, nobody batted an eye because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to category seven is the Brad Pitt award for best quote. As always, let's just fire it around the table. Uh, I'm going to go first. I have a few, so hopefully, I'm assuming you guys do too, so let's just go around the table. Um, the first one I have is, uh, as you wish. <laughs> <laughs> you said it quite a few times, um, so I'll say it again. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Uh, inconceivable. You got to say it. You got to give it. Just say it. Say it with... Say inconceivable. It with, <laughs> <laughs> So good. Oh my god. Is this a kissing book? <laughs> um, we'll never suffi- survive. Nonsense. You're only saying that because no one ever has. <laughs> um, I don't swim. I only dog paddle. And then he like, puts his hands dog I love this quote from the grandpa. It's like really, I only really noticed it this first time, but he goes, uh, Who says life is fair? Where is that written? Mm. Profound. Profound, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like the same thing as the As You Wish. Um, when uh, the, the little kid there says, uh, the grandson says, Grandpa, maybe you could come over and read again to me tomorrow. And the grandpa says, As yeah. You Wish. Yeah. You know, kind of. Oh, that's yeah. what it makes to me tie think. It up. Yeah. To tie it up the movie. Yeah. 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 Mine's like not really a line, but I liked that little set of lines where they're first on the boat, um, and they're rhyming with each other. Fezzik says, fuss, fuss. I think he liked to scream at us, and then Inigo Montoya, probably he meant, he means no harm. He's very short on charm. <laughs> you have a great gift for rhyme. Yes, yes, some of the time. And then the guy's getting mad again. And then they keep going. And the boat's like sailing away as they're rhyming. Mowage. No, man, you took it away from me. Mowage is what brings us together today. I want to really, like, I want an oral history of that actor. I have no idea who he is. Oh, and, my like, God. Did they write it as... Now, it literally as marriage is what brings us together today. Like, it's a pretty, like, normal line, but then he was just like, ah, you know what? <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck Mowage. this up. Marriage. 
Oh my god, man! I, that was my next that quote. That kills me every time. My mom quotes that all the freaking time, and like when I told her, like like when I proposed to Hannah, all she said was that. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. I hope way. the person said. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny, man. Like I I laugh every time, and yeah, it's just. Man and wife. <laughs> Say man and wife. <laughs> man and wife. <laughs> I got it. Do you have any other lines or is that it? Uh, I had the marriage today. I did want to say though, like I'm at a lot of weddings and that line comes up all the time. Like people just all say it time. just randomly? Yeah. Well, I don't know. In the con- context of weddings, but officiants have said it because the couple wants them to add it in as a joke, like humor. Do you want start. your uh, officiant to say it? At your wedding? Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Should they say it at the start of our ceremony? Marriage. Yes. <laughs> Marriage. Marriage. I want to say it at do like, it for, the MC. I, I like, was going to say, for the MC. Yeah. Marriage. Just die. Oh, my mom would have the absolute kick of her life out of it, man. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Yeah, Ben can do it. All right, let's go to category eight is the Blind Pig Award. For the character you'd want to hang out with for one night, one night only, take them to a bar, have a few drinks, and the next day you're like, I'm good. I don't want to see this person ever again. Here are a couple nominees. Uh, the Grandpa and Fes- Fessick. Because first, Fessick, I feel, I don't know, man. He's a big guy. I can't just, like, lumber this guy around for the rest of my life. Like, I just want to hang out for one night. You know, he'd be good, like, insurance if I ever something happened. He could probably mess some people up. But I think the grandpa would have some really good, like, he can, clearly a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he could enjoy a few beers on, like, a patio one night. That's just me, though. What do you guys I, I was going to say the grandpa. He would throw him back, for sure. He would be <laughs> sick. He would have some sick stories to tell. Yeah. Like, if, if, like, to add to your point, thinking that he just kind of, like, made this whole story up, if he actually did, and you went out for some beers with him, think of the stories that he could just, like whip out mm-hmm. of the back pocket and just like you have the time of your life man yeah yeah hannah i uh i had i keep calling him the short man the little part what's his name vizini vizini like wallace yeah yeah, yeah. 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 you know man. him yeah, yeah. um because i hate that guy i hate him but i think it would be just comical to try and have a conversation with him and just be obliterated while talking I don't know that's the only one I could think of for one night personally for there's me. no way he could he could swim over <laughs> inconceivable <laughs> you gotta have like a lisp in there too right? <laughs> inconceivable <laughs> so funny uh, let's go to category 9 is the Al Pacino award for overacting dude I honestly wrote just everybody really a really good way though Mm. It's like we said, it's a story of a story. So everyone that's in the story that's being told by the storyteller, you're with me? Mm-hmm. I didn't lose you there? Okay. <laughs> everyone that's in the story that's being told by the storyteller is playing up their character a little bit more because that's what the grandpa is how Doing. the grandpa is telling his his grandson what's happening, right? Mm. So that's why I think that everyone in this movie is kind of going for a little bit, which which I like, which it works. It's a dumb fairy tale. Like you're supposed like there's no one in this movie that's like the marriage guy. Like that guy's just going for it. Like why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. That's that's the whole point of this movie is that everything is a little bit more exaggerated than it would be if it was any other kind of movie. Yeah, like, I I can see that. I I. 
like looking at it from that perspective, I can see that for mm-hmm. sure. If I was to just not put that in the back of my mind and just say if somebody was really giving it them all, I would say Buttercup. I would say she was just giving it her all, and she just. I think it's needed... more the writing that really does her dirty. I don't really think that really? she does. She does like. I mean, she's a good actor. She like does shitty know. writing. I have man. to disagree, Tyler. Really she's shitty yeah. writing. There's nothing she could do. Yeah. I think she underacted because of the script. Yeah. Oh really? Sorry. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's hear your case. What what do you who do you think it is? So I had the ancient booer. In her dream, that oh, lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she says actually, but it's just yeah. like a lot of shouting and just in yeah. your face. And I also had the albino worker guy in the secret torture chamber. Yeah. Like, why are you so happy? I don't know. I think bit of despair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I had. Yeah. Uh, let's go to category 10 is the McLovin Award. For the actor or actress who never misses in limited screen time, give or take 15 to 20 minutes. Here are my three nominees. Wallace Shawn, who plays like the young, or like, sorry, like the short. The, the kid. Fazzini. No, that's Fazzini. Oh. Uh, Billy Crystal mm. and Fred Savage. Okay, this is a debate. Who? So Fred Savage is like a nice nominee, but like it's between Billy Crystal and Wallace Shawn. Yes. Who do you think has a better performance? They're literally in it for the perfect. <sighs> I know. Who has a better are. performance? Dude, Billy Crystal is iconic, but so is Wallace Shawn. Like, they're both like, they play their roles and they just crush who they're supposed to be in those roles. Like, I don't know. Like, <sighs> who do you think is better out of those two? I said uh, Billy Crystal, right? The old man? Yeah. yeah. I think him because it's what you don't expect like mm. the he's not annoying Wallace like guy. wallace sean though yeah, yeah. like yeah. maybe that's kind of like duck's points because like he is his character is meant to be annoying and you not meant to like him yeah right but Billy, he's, yeah he's also in it for more which i think is why you like the old guy better because he's just that one little scene and you remember him but not right away you kind of like think about it after you've been thinking about the movie to me the billy crystal thing would be like if we had seen this movie back in if we were alive in the 80s and we're watching it and you and that when they knock on the door and he opens like billy opens like the little uh, mm-hmm. like the like the, <laughs> the door yeah, yeah he's the door like we're closed. Door. <laughs> yeah. he's kind of like he looks and you're kind of like you squint you're like that's that's Billy Crystal? Mm-hmm. Billy Crystal's in this movie? Like, what the hell? Like, that's incredible. That's like saying, I don't know, like, name a random actor now who would randomly be in this movie. Like, that'd be like, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was like, like yeah. wait, what? Brian Reynolds is in this movie? So, I could get behind that. Did you He's, ever watch Bullet Train? Yeah, I watched Bullet Train. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in it yeah. for, like, honestly, a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, what? It's just like, whoa, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that. Yeah. They're like, whoa, wait, what? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we, we decided on Billy Crystal. I, I would, I, I agree, yeah. Uh, category 11 is the Brooks Hatlin Award for how much jail time for someone who has not seen this movie. Hannah, how many years would you sentence someone who has never seen this movie? Yeah, I had a hard time with this question. Um, a year? Like, I don't know what the scale, like, what's the A scale? year? I don't know. Whoa, whoa. What's the scale? Like, that seems like a long time. So I would say, so I always preface this question with, um, how old is the person? So I would give <laughs> this person, I would give anyone up to the age of 10. And then after the age of 10, if they're like, I've never seen this movie, 
I'm like 15 years. You 15 years Whoa. in jail. Okay. I was going to go 20. Yeah. I was going to say 20 years in prison because you haven't seen this movie. Dude, this movie is iconic. Are you kidding yeah. me? This what is a movie you should watch. Okay, Holy. I'm sorry, I didn't. Okay. Well, how, how long did you give? One year, One year, she said. Oh, my God. I also wrote, I don't know, ha, 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 because, you know. <laughs> so you're like me when we first started doing this. Like, I had no idea. I, I was giving life long sentences long. for movies that didn't deserve <laughs> <laughs> life sentences. Yeah. I I guess in that context now, I'd say, I'd say maybe seven or eight years, knowing what you've told me now. Mm. But I think just the context and yeah. more. So, so I said... Ten, I would say I give a ten year buffer from for someone to see this movie basically from the time they were born to ten years. How mm-hmm. long would you give someone till like you feel like if they're like I've never seen this movie? You gotta watch it at least by the time you're twenty twenty five somewhere in there at least twenty. So you think ten? I'm a little. I'm a little. No, like if you haven't seen it by twenty, like you deserve like the death penalty. I think. Dude, it's easier to it's easier to <laughs> it's easier to see things now. It's it's on it's on a Disney Plus. True. It's like one of the top streaming service yeah. website. Like, if you haven't seen it, like, what, are you, what are we doing? Yeah, you're yeah. crazy. And yeah. this movie's like it's so quotable, man. Like mm. everything about this movie is great. Like, it, if you haven't seen it, just go see it. It's easy uh-huh. to see. Is like, it's really easy to see. Like, it's taking an hour and a half of your life. And, and you're, you're going to leave it being like, oh, okay. It caters to every demographic. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not like it's like a rom-com that's solely just like there's nothing else going on, right? Like, it's, no, great it's got to everything. Watch. It's great to watch with like your friends. It's great to watch with your significant other. It's great to like show your kids one day mm-hmm. or a kid you're babysitting one night, like throw that on, you know? Dude, it's like, a, like yeah, you, you're with your family. You pop some popcorn. You throw this on the TV. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to have a good time. Everybody's going to go to sleep happy. Yeah. I can't believe you said. I can't believe you came onto this podcast and I'm said sorry. one year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she even came up to me earlier today. She's like, uh, "So, like, what? What, what does this mean exactly?" And I'm like, "How many years would you give somebody that's never you know seen who Brooks it?" Happens? Oh, I don't know. Ben, don't do that to me. That means you don't. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's just. Know. You've seen the Shawshank Redemption, like the old guy. Oh yeah. The Brooks. His name is Brooks. So like he goes to jail. Oh. And Okay, I yeah. do know who that is. Yeah. I've seen that movie. It's yeah. a great movie. Uh, let's I'll, go to, I'll do better next time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's go to category 12. <laughs> yes. Let's go to category 12 is scenes you wish you saw. Um, the one thing I... Maybe is like maybe the grandpa, he's like reading it to somebody else. Like maybe he's reading it to like his grandson's mom. Hmm. Or something. I don't know. Like, But I also feel like I don't really need to see more. Like I'm not like, man, I really wish there was this and this and this. Yeah. I, I don't like I think, yeah, it's, I think it's as fine. you said you, it's perfect 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 exclamation mark exclamation mark I agree 100% yeah. yeah okay let's go to category 13 is the elevator pitch where we pitch each other a sequel or a prequel uh, to this movie or even like a Netflix show maybe mm. um, so the big pitch I had that I'm not really like super excited about but I'm just gonna lay it out here is so Fred Savage, who plays the young boy, who is now like he's a grown adult now. He's like you know people know who he is. He's like in a he's in another TV show, like a big TV show, like Boy Meets World or something like that, or he was, and uh, he now is reading that he's like a, his father. He's reading this story. He's like yeah, my grandpa told me this story. I'm gonna read this to his son, and he reads the story, but like a little differently. Yeah. 
like a little bit differently. Like Austin Butler, we'll throw him in in it. He's playing like Wesley <laughs> or something because that's what he looks like now. We'll throw him in it. You know, we'll throw all these people in it. It's like a little bit different, but I'm not super like if they made a remake to Princess Bride or like a sequel or uh, some sort of spinoff. I, I don't. I'm not. Ex- like, I think it's it's as good as it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's kind of like what I was honestly thinking too. It's so weird that you brought that up, but I was like thinking like. If it was like he was a dad or or maybe even a grandpa or I would say yeah. more so dad, he's reading it to his kids, but he spins it differently. Yeah. So now there's like a whole new kind of story to it from what he was told. Like this when is he how I younger. Saw, this you is know? how I kind of remember it. Like I'm a little wishy washy mm-hmm. on it. But like there's like maybe they introduce like different maybe like different characters or something like that, just based off of like maybe it getting told so many times, right? Yep. So it's kind of like a spinoff of like your classic, like, you know, your Disney fairy yep. tale, right? Like, you know how there's like, you know, um, Tangled, which is a spinoff from uh, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, right? Yeah. Like, you know, maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you, you got a pitch? I actually have two. Oh! Yeah. Wow. Picking up for my Brooks hat hat and yep. hat Clearly, clearly, I've got a lot to make up for here. All right. Anyway, so the first one that I thought of was uh, Princess Bride Two, where potentially Wesley and Buttercup have kids, mm-hmm. and maybe something happens to one of their kids, and they have to kind of go on a, an adventure again to rescue one of the kids, or. You know. So we ditch. There's no like someone reading the story. It's just like the that's fully, just fully, fully in. The, okay. That is the movie. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I like that. Um, something along the lines of that, and then my other thoughts would be to do a spinoff. Like I came back to the Shrek vibes, mm-hmm. where you know how there's a spinoff of Puss in Boots is its own movie. Yeah. So I was thinking Inigo Montoya, his life after getting revenge for his father. Maybe he finds love. Maybe mm. he, you know, gets passionate for something else. Like, you could follow him. Or, or his story, too, like, before. Or before. Yeah, yeah I like that. Too. Or maybe he becomes the new pirate captain. Like, mm. what, uh, Ooh, you know, yeah. what Wesley was before. Plus, yeah. yeah got some good that. pitches. Thank that you. is got some good pitches. Thank you. All right, let's go to category 14. Is uh, Would you watch this as a Broadway musical? Yes. Yes. I actually put yes too. You did too. Uh, I said, depending on the how it's done. Because you could have opening scene is boom, grandpa reading to his son mm-hmm. or grandson. You get that scene right, and then like, like scene change, and we get like this, and there's like there's a lot of opportunity. They there's not Shrek- that many scene changes that you really need. They made though, Shrek a right? musical too. It's like you could make this a musical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, as you can do it. Like, well, you don't need that sure. many scene changes. Like, you could shorten up the story, obviously. A it's a really bit. cool era, too. Like, medieval time. Medieval, like, you can yeah. find some songs. I don't know. Like, it wouldn't be great. Like, I'm not, like, super gung-ho about this idea. But, like, yeah, I'd probably watch it. Why not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would work. Yeah. Um, like, I, this is probably one of the first, like, I mean, out of all the movies we've done, I was actually really confident about this <laughs> coming into it. I don't know why. I was, like... Like, I was 100%. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It will work. <laughs> yeah. It will. <laughs> uh, let's go to category 15 is the Schindler's List to super bad rewatchability scale with Schindler's List being 1 out of 10. Great movie. Not really super excited to see that again. And super bad being 10 out of 10. Rewatch this all the time. Where do you have this on the list? Start with Hannah. Uh, I said a 7 or an 8. 
Okay. Pretty low. Yeah. I thought you'd be I, like... I, I thought it would be higher, too. Out of 10. Out of 10. Just because I think watching it again, it would be more so limited. I don't know. You could put it on in a group setting, but I think that would be kind of the area where you might not, depending on the group. But I think obviously with your, you know, partner of whatever kind or like a smaller setting, mm-hmm. but I think that group kind of limits it. Like it wouldn't... Like super bad you'd put on no matter what the group is. But this one, maybe, I don't know, maybe not. Hmm. That's how I feel. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm high. I'm around a 9.6 oh. to 9.7. Mm. This movie, dude. It's easy to watch. Oh, my God. I've seen this movie 70 to 80 times. Easy. What? Easy. Easy. 80 I, times? 80 times? I watched, no. you know... Out of all the days that I was sick and anywhere between the ages of probably eight years old to the probably 15 years old when I was staying home and we had VHS and this movie was on VHS, I watched this movie every single time. Mm. And I've seen this movie probably like twice this year alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I love this movie. It is so fun. I didn't like... For some of the listeners, I didn't do any notes for this. Uh, This is just solely from my mind and just knowing this movie. I love this movie. It is so rewatchable. It's just something you can throw on, and it's fun. You're engaged. It's just a good night. I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I'm up there too. I'm like a nine, nine, eight, ten, ten. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I like I I'm almost a ten. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, let's go to category 16 is the MVP of this movie, whether it be an actor, an actress, uh, screenplay writer, director, cinematographer, score, soundtrack, whatever. Uh, here are my three nominees. Uh, William Goldman, he wrote the movie. Rob Reiner, he directed the movie. And Carrie Elwes, who played um, Wesley. Do you guys have anyone else to throw into the nominees? Because I feel like... I feel like it's Carrie is like a nice nominee, but I don't really think he's the best part of the movie. I think it's between Goldman and Reiner, and I want to have this debate unless you have someone really, really you're passionate about uh, as an MVP. So the writer of the, the movie, writer, the director, or, the or the director, or the I didn't I didn't go into that. I just did actors for okay. mine. I said Wesley and then yeah. and Toya. Yeah. Because apparently I love him. I don't know. He's coming back. <laughs> I don't know. I think he makes the movie. But you think like, you think Iago Montoya makes the movie, or do you think it was the writing that made? Could yeah, true. I think the direct. I think Rob Reiner is probably like the best part of the movie because I think the writing, like we talked about, how flawed, how bad Buttercup is written, and how like that's a waste opportunity. She could have been a really cool character, and she's just boring. Yeah, she's just like this chess piece that's like through the whole movie. Like she's Mm -hmm. the whole motive to everybody in this movie is her, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't have any like her own motives really. Yeah, I think. So, like, I'm up for the debate of, like, the writer or the director. So, Rob Reiner or who is the writer? Well, William Goldman. Goldman. Um, it's tough, man. Like, from a writing standpoint, like, to think of that and, like, write those characters on paper is extremely hard. And the story and the story. And the story. But it's also, like, all part of the imagination of a director to kind of bring these characters to life through film, right? So... Like I kind of gotta give it to both of them because they. Whoa, both... whoa, whoa! We don't. We don't. We, we gotta, I know. Gotta pick I one. know. I know. But hear me out. Because do you think Rob Reiner would have had the vision to write something yeah, like this? I think so. You think so? Rob Reiner's done a lot of like these kind of movies, like these like coming of age movies. I guess. I mean, 
who did Men in Tights? Like that was uh, I don't know. Uh, that was the movie that. Uh, um, what's his name? Men in Tights. Yeah, Carrie Els. Els. Yeah. He did Men in Tights. It was like a spinoff for um, Robin Hood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was after this. I don't know who did that, but like it wasn't good. Uh-huh. Um, horrible. But I think it was partly because of the writing and the directing. Mm. So I don't know. I, I like I, to bring back to my point. Like I feel like they got to tie hand to hand a little bit, but. I think the writing might take it on this for me personally because mm-hmm. to even have that story in a story mm-hmm. sort of thought, yeah, I wouldn't think of that. Yeah, I just think that he just wrote the like one of the main characters so poorly. I don't know. I just <laughs> okay. can't get. I can't get over that. Like it's not I like agree. it's not like Buttercup is like a random character. Like she's like supposed to be like the main character or like the second main character. So you think that's a flaw in his yeah. part? He, so. he should he have wrote, wrote her a little better. bit stronger. A little bit, yeah. So I think Rob Reiner's Rob Reiner takes it. Yeah. Okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. All right. Because they're both freaking brilliant. So yeah. you know. Yeah. You convinced me. All right. Uh, thanks for doing this, Tyler, as always, and Hannah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's been great. Um, as always, I'll leave you with the final uh, the quote for next week's movie season finale. Here we go. <coughs> Luke. You do not realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. All right, we'll see you next week. Um, Yeah, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. still here it's over go to bed go to work go i'll be here next week go bye